Hey everybody, welcome to the 31 Days of Dread. Lucky you, this is day 19 of day 31. This is my annual podcast event for my podcast where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. It's a grind, it's a lot of work, and we're wrapping up a Rob Zombie block. So this year, all the movies, except for the the, the 31st movie, everything's going to be like in two. Uh, it just paired up because I kind of I just like it. I, I it, it was a lot of fun. It, it's a little bit more of an angle when it comes to programming everything out. And we're we're going to be going through a couple director blocks. The last two years, the last two. Let me, you know what? Let let me hit that intro. I'll get back to that thought. Brain on fire, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Thanks for joining me. And if you're new here, thank you. Subscribe, support, uh, leave a comment, tell your friends about this. We're growing here. The AKA Pad Army is growing, and we're all about film, film conversation, long form conversation, because even my previous movie, because we're talking Rob Zombie here, it was Three from Hell. And I, I have to watch that movie more. I, I watched it nearly three times. I, w- I rented it from Amazon Prime. And, and it just kept watching. It kept watching. And I was even listening to it for a stretch at my 9 to 5. One of the craziest weeks you can ever imagine at the 9 to 5. And yeah. <laughs> but I still needed uh, to absorb more of that movie. And, and, I, and I want to absorb more. And, and I don't know. Because I don't understand some of the intent for that movie. And it, it's, it's corrupted the way how I'm filtering it. And I, you know, like I don't think I need to research too much of what Rob Zombie thinks of the movie because the movie's out there and it's out of his hands, and and his intent means nothing at this point. It's, it's now what is it? What is the intent? Because you know that's and that's the glorious thing about filmmaking here, and this is why. Every year, uh, we focus on directors because a lot of directors have a voice. They they have veins that go through all of their movies. And and previous years, we've done Stephen Sommers. You know, he did Odd Thomas. Please go out and watch Odd Thomas. He did the Mummy movies. He, he had Deep Rising. Wonderful, wonderful, fun, schlocky, monster-driven movies. But they're all great. And, you know. That's that's Halloween. That's dreadful. And you know we've done uh, David Cronenberg uh, with Rabbit. That was one of my bucket list movies at the time. And and, and uh, Dead Ringers, just really cool stuff. And this year I said, if I'm doing pairs, let me just like find people. Like let me just uh, go back to some of these movies. And for this year, uh, who's it? Cosmosis. What's this dude's name? Panos Cosmosis. I can never remember his name. He directed Mandy. And he did this movie called Beyond the Black Rainbow that I've seen about four times. And I'm, I'm going to try and watch it again before I talk about it. Because the, the movie's bizarre. He's, he's next up. We're doing Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow. And after that, we're doing Ty West. We're doing The Innkeepers and Sanctuary a couple episodes ago. I did my like satanic occult block with Rosemary's Baby and The House of the Devil. House of the Devil is one of the best modern day horror movies. I have to hook up my boy Ty West. I, I, he's just too good. He's too good in that movie. And I, I want to delve into his other flicks. And I already heard really good things about The Innkeepers. So where are we with this movie? The Lords of Salem is a movie that came and went. 
no one really thinks about this movie anymore. No one is focused on it. Uh, I'm I'm somewhat really into it, like super into it, uh, and it's borderline obsessiveness. Now, this movie works within our next three movies. It works to go into Mandy, and it works to go into Beyond the Black Rainbow because they're similar. Uh, techniques and uh, narrative ideas that all of these movies share. Now, here's the thing. When you go and sit down and watch this movie and our next two movies, you'll, you'll, you'll not hear a lot of reviewers talk about feeling. Why is that? Why can't we watch a movie and, and and determine our feelings as we're watching it and have that be a part of the film going experience. We bring these other tangible ideas that are in fact a lazy way to look at a movie. Meaning, what's the plot? That makes no sense. What are they doing? That's not explained. I need to know. I need to see. I need to know. And a lot of these guys out there, they'll go, they'll go right there to trash a movie. I mean, I just saw it on YouTube about Monster Squad. I just saw this dude on YouTube trash Monster Squad. And my literally, literally, my head exploded in the slow motion fashion. It was glorious. You should have seen that. But, like, do you get my point, though? Like, you, can, you can easily dissect these movies by just saying, like, what, 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 why, why, why? And, and it's no longer a movie. And as a film goer... You are out of that experience. You're you're no longer there. You're disinvited. I think everyone did that with this movie. I'm the only one. I'm the only one that's into Lords of Salem. I'm into the music. John 5. I'm into... You hear this a lot from me. Because I, I think if a movie is just... I think if a movie's well shot... It it, 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 it gets so much more credit in, in my eyes. But Brandon Trout... Now, this dude is awesome. Like, he's been in the game. He's done a lot of work in Hollywood. This is a, he's done a ton of movies. He's been, like, working since 2001. His, he did a run of movies that are kind of so, like, look, he, 2011, he does Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Okay, whatever. There's, but he does Crank, and, and it's, he's a part of that hyper look. But then he does one of my favorite comedies. Favorite modern day comedies. I didn't bring this up when I was doing my comedy block with uh, Transylvania, Six Five Thousand, and Club Dread. I should have added this to like you know, so you guys get a taste of my 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 likes for comedies. That's my boy, Adam Sandler, two thousand twelve. Oh my god, I love that movie. Then check out this block, two thousand thirteen. This is the end. Two thousand fourteen, the awkward moment. 2014 neighbors 2014 the interview so he does this like seth rogan collaboration you know he's done a lot of movies he's done halloween 2 with rob zombie which i love and he's done lords of salem so like solid solid cinematographer solid man you know like this dude deserves just so much more credit rob zombie deserves credit for this movie because unlike our previous movie Three from Hell, some of the performance could have been deeply affected by the schedule. Deeply. This movie was shot with less money. It seems like a much tighter schedule. But the 
it, it's it's like the the nature of the story lent itself to it because we're dealing with these small environments we're dealing with controllable areas we're dealing with limited characters now three from hell goes all, it goes all over the place and it's a period piece it's just like endless but this movie i love the characters in this movie so much uh um sherry zombie plays a dj uh she's part of this dj trio those scenes are awesome the dj scenes are just great with them like you know being these on-air personalities the old women this movie has a lot of old women they're all awesome it has an old guy researching things to figure it out to tell you all the exposition he's cool he gets murdered by the way spoiler sherry zombie is fantastic in this movie sherry zombie opens this movie after we see the salem witch trials we after we see people getting burned alive she's naked in bed let that sink in okay and she puts on the super sheer uh might have been like a deaf leopard shirt i forget what shirt she puts on but it's like sheer when she puts it on it just looks oh my god it just looks hot but anyway and then she walks to work and has an awesome dog we all know the fate of the dog in this movie but this movie has one of the coolest plots i love the plot of this movie imagine the salem witch trials imagine them being real now imagine the ritual what these women were trying to do before they got caught imagine them having to wait for the right people to get uh reincarnated or or uh you know the uh, right descendants to come about and then imagine the people that burned them to have the same okay so we have this like ancestral tree that took all of this time to come back into fruition and now the pieces are in place and this movie ends this movie ends again it's the same with rosemary's baby it's the same with the the house of the devil same with midsummer same with hereditary same with witch do you see what i'm talking about the lace exorcism which i love lace lace exorcism too check it out very underrated what do all these movies have in common with this movie the evil entity wins and dominates oh and this is such a cool trend and i i, I want these movies to have sequels so bad because i want to see what happens next and this movie ends the way that this movie ends is exactly the way it should it should not be clear it needs to be artistic it needs to be expression it needs to give you a feeling and the feeling you get this is the point i'm making here because everyone else misses it no one addresses the feeling that a movie is supposed to give you that's part of the intent but when you watch this movie you're supposed to feel birth you're supposed to feel light you're supposed to feel creation and the next chapter the next chapter comes and holy crap this this movie does it and we have a great credit sequence to wrap some of you know just some of the details some of the loose ends or just to see how some of the world's viewing some of these events because this is a movie that does exist in the real world and and i'm telling you i'm telling you even rob zombie seems to uh excommunicate this movie and he shouldn't and it's a crime and i don't know i dig it i just dig it call me crazy 
I love the way it's shot. I love the imagery. I love the weirdness. For the 31 Days of Dread, do me a favor, people. You go out there. It's available on Amazon Instant. You can rent it for, you can buy it for $5. Buy this movie or an Amazon Instant for $5. And until next time, rock and roll because we're going into the cage. We're doing Nicolas Cage. We're doing Mandy. And we're doing Panos Cosmatos. Crazy name, crazier movies. That dude, if he's listening, I'm talking to you. You should direct the Marvel movie. You should direct Doctor Strange. But you also shouldn't. Until next time, people, the 31 Days of Dread, day 20 is upon us. Let's rock and roll.